Hey guys, Tyler here. So, um, in case you don't remember, or maybe not have heard it, uh, episode 285, um, we recorded that and it went super long, so I decided to split it up into two different episodes. Um, so if you haven't listened to that one yet, I recommend you guys check that one out. That's where we talk about what we've been playing and more about IGN with Philip. Um, if not, and you guys are back for the second part, thank you, and I hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. Um, but moving on to some, uh, some positive moves, uh, Gables. Um, so we got a decent amount of, uh, switch news this week. Um, kind of comes in, comes, comes in bursts, you know, we're like, we might go a few weeks on these switch news or Nintendo news. And then it seems like we have like a, like a whole podcast with the Nintendo news. Uh, this week, uh, nothing like super crazy, but, uh, some cool stuff. Uh, so the same people that, um, leaked everything from, uh, everything about Mario and Rabbids Kingdom mm-hmm. Battles uh, late 2016 or 2017 are now reporting that Super Mario Brothers U is rumored to come to the Switch. Um, mm-hmm. It's a port of the Wii U game, uh, Luigi U, uh, which was a DLC pack for like 20 bucks that came out a little while later, is also said to be in one pack together with this. Um, it is going to be called New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe. Um, and it could release as early as this year. Mm. So Gables, yeah. um, I I own this game on the Wii U, and I'm, I'm admittedly not the biggest 2D uh, Mario fan in the world. Uh, but are you excited for uh, for playing this game again? Or would you buy this again when it comes out if it, this is, actually does happen? You know what? I would, to be perfectly honest. And it's for one perspective here, and that's because I could play it on the go. I mean, for God's sakes, new Super Mario Brothers U. Even though it was like a launch title for the Wii U. Even at the extent of when it came out, the whole new Super Mario Brothers thing was kind of getting a little bit tired out, worn out. After playing through Mario Odyssey and playing through like subsequential Mario games since then, I'm more willing to actually play this game through again. So I would be excited for it. Oh, okay, cool. Um, you know, like I said, I, I played it for a little bit. I think it'd be, I got to like World 2 or 3 and I kind of just fell off of it. Uh, the four-player stuff, I do not like. That game is infuriating. I remember playing the, <laughs> the Wii version with, like, Justin and his brother and I think, uh, like, his girlfriend years ago. And it was, like, the most infuriating thing in the world. And not like we, anybody was being, like, uh, like malicious towards anybody else. It's just, like, I don't know how many times we died bumping into each other or <laughs> one person would take, like, all the mushrooms. Uh, and then, like, so everybody, so, yeah, it was just. just toss somebody in the uh, pits. Yeah. Oh God, it was infuriating. Oh, no. uh, the it was kind of fun with the gamepad where you can like put the little uh, platforms down. That was yes. kind of fun and like fuck with people. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think I, it makes sense to do it. Like with two D game, two D Mario games are always more popular than three D Mario games. Like in Mario Odyssey has already sold like twelve million copies. It's the highest selling uh, Switch game right now. Yes. Um. So, I. I would bet this. I don't know if it, it's not going to outsell it, but I think it'd be uh, one of the more popular games you could put on there from uh, the Wii U uh, left. Um, this I, I would rather have 3D World because I love that game. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't have too much to say on it. I think it's cool. Uh, the, I don't know how crazy of a uh, rumor this is. I think that I think most people probably uh, knew this was going to come eventually. Uh, we've talked about this before on the, on the podcast where I think we, we've mentioned it in passing when talking about ports from Wii U, that having this together with the Luigi game would make sense. Yep. Um, 
I don't know if I'll get it. I, I probably will because I'm an idiot. Uh, but I'll, um, the, the coming up this year, I don't see. That's the one thing I'm like. Uh, this year's unless already it, packed as it is. <laughs> yeah, uh, with a couple games we're going to talk about here soon. Um, and then you still have uh, what, Mario Party in October, Pokemon in November, Smash in December. Uh, it would make more sense to this game to come out in like early 2019. Because uh, you got Yoshi coming out then. True. Fire Emblems. Fire Emblem and Yoshi are coming out in the first like three months of 2019. Maybe you could sneak it in there somewhere. Or have like it be like a, a May release kind of thing, like early two thousand first half or something like that. I think that makes more sense to me. But then again, uh, I can see them like they they snuck some games in last. Oh, excuse me, holiday season with like Fire Emblem Warriors things like that. Right. Uh, and I think was Bayonet. No, Bayonet was really this year. Never mind. Yes. So I, I that makes actually I can see that like a January release that'd be great. Uh, kind of filling some gaps there. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's cool. I'm, I'm glad if people maybe that didn't play it or want to play it again, I'm happy that's for them. That's coming out. But um, moving on to some more Switch news, uh, we have uh, Mega Evolutions are coming to Pokemon Let's Go. Right. So um, they've announced a few more new ones. I think Gyarados is going to have a Mega Evolution. Uh, I think Fa- uh, Venusaur, Blastoise, Charizard. We already knew about those ones. Already. They've already had them in the past games. But there's been like there's been some rumors about. Uh, Gen 1 Pokemon that didn't happen in the first and Pokemon X and Y are, are going to have it in this uh, in this game. Uh, I think it's kind of cool because uh, as somebody that delved back into Pokemon with Pokemon X and Y for the first time in like over a decade uh, I thought that was kind of a cool feature and Pokemon's pretty popular about like they bring in like a, a feature in a game in the generation and they get rid of it like they don't bring it back ever. Um, and bringing this back is interesting and like i said i liked it quite a bit in the in the first one um so i'm surprised it's coming back and i think it's kind of a cool little feature um, uh of all the things that they can bring back i think uh from some of the later generations this is one of the ones i'm most excited about what about you gables yeah it is sort of interesting that they would delve into the route of uh going back to gen 6 for a feature and stuff with the whole mega evolution stuff i mean honestly i'm not too sure how it's going to fit in or even like where it's going to be exactly used, but at the same time and stuff, it's interesting that it's in there just for the sake of like uh, people to go through, play through the game originally, and then just experience something new for the first time. You know, the people who don't readily play Pokemon games as much, or like probably just getting into it, just sort of like a, a gateway or something like that, so they can experience. Oh, hey, here's some of the creatures I used to play in my youth. You know, oh, there's Charmander, there's Bulbasaur, there's Venus, there's like. Uh, Squirtle and stuff like that, but uh, I think, in essence, I'm not sure if, I'm not just, I don't know why, but when I saw the reveal trailer or something from it, it kind of looked like there was some sort of online battle scenery or something behind that unveiling and stuff, and it kind of makes me wonder if there's gonna actually going to be online battling with this game. You there know? is. Yeah, they've already announced that. There is really? going to be online battling. Yeah. I didn't oh, know yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. I hope they have like the mystery trade stuff. That was probably one of the uh, most fun things about Pokemon X and Y. Whereas you, me, and Jake, after we recorded one night, spending like oh, yeah. two hours on Skype oh, just doing yeah. mystery trades and talking about what we got, and then uh, hearing consequentially both of you guys get angry because I kept getting good Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, you kept getting cool shit. We're getting like level one fucking like, Pidgeys, Yeah, <laughs> bullshit. Uh, you're getting all this cool shit. 
um, I think the cool thing I got was like a ch- ch- chikorita, uh, but it was uh, Japanese, so I couldn't. I didn't, I'm like, yeah, I don't know, it's a fucking thing. <laughs> Not that I have a problem with Japanese. Uh, I just, I, I, I'm a, I'm a stickler for like, I like, I don't like nicknaming my Pokemon. I like to have their names. That's well, just who Tyler, I Tyler, you can actually get around that. You could have just went through because you could have just paired it off with like maybe a Ditto or something like that, and you would have bred into a new one that you you know could not have a nickname on <laughs> all right well two rebuttals to that one that sounds like a lot of work and two i'm an idiot so you know these things uh and no one explained that to me so this is your fault uh, so yeah i blame you for something that happened uh five years ago um retroactively um so yeah i don't know i think that that's cool uh because this wasn't in gen 7 was it Mega Evolutions? Um, it was in Gen 7 to an extent. It wasn't the focus because a lot of the focuses were upon the whole Z-Crystal stuff. You yeah. know, the whole like the whole powerful crystal stuff you can equip onto specific Pokemon and like different types. Mega Evolutions were there, but they weren't readily the focus. They were basically after-game content that you could delve into if you wanted to. Inside the competitive scene, there were people that did use Mega Evolution stuff, but... In terms of like buffs and like nerfs and stuff, they were rebalanced for some creatures, especially for people, especially for like Pokemon, like say like Kangaskhan, where in Gen Six Mega Kangaskhan had the Mega Evolution, and uh, it had some called Parental Bond, which if you paired it off with a move like Power Up Punch, you basically you could use that move and then increase its power and stuff like that with kind of like a like a substantial like boost and stuff like that. So basically, you could get like a like a sword stance like effect or something with it but anyway that's delving a little bit too deep but the main purpose is it was mega evolution stuff was there but uh not really as big <laughs> yeah so yeah i don't know i liked it like i said i liked it as a casual fan of pokemon games uh in this day and age so i'm happy to see it back and it's something i actually understand uh, i hope they just don't make it to the bullshit thing where like you have, have your pokemon has to hold the item to make evolution because that sucked because i liked it yeah. when my pokemon held like valuable items Oh, well, more valuable items. Um, but, moving on, sticking with Nintendo uh, with a Switch. Uh, Diablo 3 um, is coming to the Switch officially. Uh, they had, like, a, a weird teaser, like, months ago, where it was, like, I think someone, like, with a candle and a Switch or something like that. I remember what it was. It now. was basically it was, sort of like some, like, uh, I think it was a photo of, like, Diablo or something like that on a light Switch, and then, like, the switch was turned on. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. Yep, and it was like a yep. That's what it was exactly. Thank you. Um, but I remember we talked about it at the time. But that was like I want to say like February when that happened, uh, and we heard nothing since then. Uh, so, but it's officially announced. They had a really cool uh, trailer about it, a video about it on YouTube. Uh, Nintendo did in Bethesda uh, with like Reggie and one of the main guys from Bethesda. Uh, talking about um, talking about it, but uh, so basically, uh, like I said, Diablo three is coming to the Switch later this year. No release date um, yet, as of yet. Mm. Um, so one of the big things out of it is it's I think it's called like the uh, Diablo three Eternal Collection, um, and in this game uh, you get the all the expansions, Reaper of Souls expansion, uh, the Necromancer pack. Uh, it's called yeah the Eternal Collection. There's seven classes, five acts, uh, seasons worth of Demon Smashing is all quotes from the article itself. Um, and then uh, uh, as a kind of a bonus for the game, if you get it, there's uh, 
stuff from the Zelda, uh, where you can have a cuckoo, cuckoo, chicken thing, cuckoo, whatever, the chicken, the chickens. Uh, you can have it as a companion pet. Uh, there's a tri- there's a Triforce uh, portrait frame, an exclusive transmorgification set that'll let heroes sport uh, Gan- Ganondorf's iconic armor, and you'll also receive unique cosmetic wings. I don't know what half that shit is, but that's kind of a cool little. Uh, thing that actually made me interested in it because uh, Ganondorf's one of my favorite Nintendo characters. Oh my gosh! Um, my so, gosh. Gables. Yes. Um, this game, you know, has been out for a long time. Yes. But 2013 exactly. Yo, oh, is it? Oh, I thought it was longer than that. Okay, so but five years. So, are you excited? Uh, are, are you gonna? Are you think you're gonna buy this? Like, and are you? I don't know. I mean, I guess if you're excited, I guess if you're gonna buy it, you're excited for it. But where are you at on this? To be perfectly honest, I'm really surprised, and I'm actually very happy that Diablo 3 is making its way onto the Switch. What I'm wanting to know exactly is, in terms of, say, Blizzard account stuff, if I can actually log into the Blizzard account stuff while on my Switch. That would be very interesting, hmm. as yeah. a lot of that stuff could actually be... Oh, wow. Well, you know what? Because the reason why I say that is because if this game does well, I really want a game like Hearthstone that come out on switch because that game is very fun as well you know and it's definitely perfect for the portable stuff but uh, as far as diablo 3 it's like i've had moderate interest to play this game for a while now i've played a little bit that was on the ps3 played a little bit of like the trial stuff on pc and stuff but that was like the beginning part of this year because that was pretty much when i started to get little inklings oh maybe i should try playing wow but uh in terms of in terms of like the quality and all the other stuff and everything else is included like the reaper of souls expansion plus the whole like uh, necromancer character that they came out with like uh, recently i want to say the past couple months if not by the beginning of this year it's definitely a win-win right here i'm just kind of wondering how the game is going to be running quality wise i'm wondering if it's i can actually log into my blizzard account by doing this stuff and also i'm just interested in seeing the overall success of how this game sells portably because believe it or not this game in and of itself this is the first time that diablo in my honest opinion has been portable like this you know and i've had a couple of talks with co-workers and stuff and we were just talking back and forth about it i just brought up the thing it's like what would happen if like say a game like wow ever did that you know and it's like that one of my co-workers just joked it's like oh man i would be having like five switches i would have one in my parents house and this and that I'm like god <laughs> but uh yeah i'm very excited because it's like blizzard has not been on a nintendo system since the nintendo 64 it's was that been starcraft? that long it was starcraft 64 and it was a good version of starcraft that people to this day still love the way that game was handled and honestly a lot of us including myself i don't understand how they were able to go through and convert starcraft from the pc onto the 64 with the control style of the n64 controller that's just crazy in my opinion mm-hmm. but what, what do you think about this tyler um i think it's obviously a positive uh and they said that Starcraft is not a uh, not in the play for the Switch, but Overwatch right. is. Um, and I, this is definitely. I, I I wouldn't be surprised if Overwatch is still maybe in the early stages of being ported to the Switch. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise um, me. Yeah, but I think this is definitely like 
the uh, I guess the trial run um, for if they're going to continue on this partnership uh, with uh, Blizzard. Um, and I don't think Activision's actually released anything Dude. outside of the Crash Bandicoot games. Dude, here's the thing that here's the thing in regards to say Overwatch on Switch. In my opinion, Fortnite has done very well on Switch. Mm-hmm. Paladins has been doing well on Switch. My well, a lot of because they're free to play games. A game like Overwatch on Switch, like connecting online, playing stuff, and potentially like having like on the go sort of things. Possibly, I mean that is awesome to think about because of how yeah. good that quality of the game is. But go ahead. Yeah, I can. I mean, I, it could definitely work on there uh, to a certain extent. Uh, I think it helps Paladins and Fortnite. Fortnite is obviously the biggest thing in gaming today. Yeah. Uh, Paladins, a uh, more recent release game. Overwatch yes. is a few years old. Um, will be well, uh, almost. It's like two and a half years old. Yes. Um, and probably by the time it comes out, which would be over three years old. Uh, so, yeah, I think it could definitely work on there. Um, like I was saying, this is definitely it's probably a trial run for it uh, to continue this partnership. And like Crash Bandicoot's probably, I think the only, I think, and uh, is Spyro the Dragon is also a coming to the Switch. And I believe that's yes. Activision. Um, so. There's a show of support here on the Activision side. It's Blizzard is in Activision, the same company, but Blizzard is kind of its own thing. So, I think it's a, it's a it's a deal. I'm not gonna say it's a huge deal. Diablo three being a five, excuse me, a five year old game. Um, I think it's gonna sell really well. Yes. Uh, as like people support the Switch uh, to a crazy extent, where you see games that sell more on the Switch. Than they do and everything else combined by a large uh, number. Um, what was the like Little Nightmares, which was a it was a pretty good game. Is it? It was like, I don't know. Like it's one of those like you would see a lot of like seven out seven to maybe eight out of tens uh, on like online for reviews uh, and on the Switch. I think it sold over a million copies alone on there. My God, it was ate up like crazy on the Switch. Yeah, and it came out over a year after it came out on everything else. And it's sold more on the Switch and everything else. The power so, people, man. <laughs> yeah, it just, people love the Switch and they want to support it. So I think this is going like, to sell well, just like uh, Doom did and Wolf Assign did and things like that. So, like I said, I think this is great for the future of it. Um, I'm not going to... I don't think this is like... Uh, like I said, it's, a, it's, a, it's a potentially a huge deal uh, right now. It's a deal. I guess I don't know, dude. It is um, a huge deal that Blizzard is actually supporting Nintendo in terms of their systems. Yeah, uh, yeah, I definitely think it is. I mean, the more partnerships they can get uh, is a big deal. Yep. Um, I'm curious to see where if EA gets into the because they're like the one company that uh, hasn't uh, gone. <laughs> I'm not really, holding my breath on that one. <laughs> yeah, because I think I don't remember. I don't think FIFA 19 is happening, but they're not doing it. Like they are uh, only like 2K pull WWE 2K off the system. Which is probably a good thing for everybody because yeah. it was as bad on the PS4 and Xbox One. It was ambitious to begin with and stuff with their whole engine and them not wanting to adjust to certain things, you know, 2K. But oof, yeah. I, I can't, yeah. I can't really understand like they can do what they can with the NBA 2K games, which honestly, on the the version that was released on Switch was actually pretty decent, and then go through from that to like the WWE thing and just fuck it up so much. That is bad. <laughs> Well, the, the WWE 2K games are always broken and buggy as is on the yeah. main consoles, uh, and then you get it, like to put it on the Switch is just you're asking for trouble. Um, so that's not too surprising to find that out. It's probably a good thing for everybody that they didn't do that. Um, 
but yeah, I don't know. I, it's it's great to see that they're getting great third party support. It's it's like the biggest thing they needed. Uh, I think uh, down the line, like getting Doom Eternal day and date, I think is the biggest thing third party wise to add to the Switch yet uh, for the console itself. Uh, so if they start getting seeing more stuff like that, where we're seeing things come out day and date, yep. or closer to launch, like with the rest of the stuff, that's when it'll be. I think it'll be a huge ordeal. Oh, um, it's gonna be interesting but, to see how for Doom Internal and stuff, how that's going to actually pan out. What version is going to sell the most? Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. I didn't think about it like that. But Panic Button's making it, and they did the Doom and Wolfenstein ports. So uh, to see this not be really a port itself, but actually its own game, uh, will be cool. But uh, moving on to the last Nintendo topic. Um, Dark Souls Remastered uh, came out in May on, on PC, Xbox, and PS4. Uh, it is. It got delayed really late, um, not too long before um, the game came out for those consoles. Uh, it was supposed to come out this summer, and I actually just mentioned it last week. I'm like, it's getting towards the end of the summer, and we haven't heard shit about that game. What's, what's going on with it? Well, it got, it got a release date finally. It is coming out October 13th. Um, wow. So, yeah, I know it's, like, it's had its own development team working on it. It's got its own, like, they're doing their own port for it, so it's different from the rest. Uh, but um, are you... I don't know. I mean, you're not the. I know you like Bloodborne. You're not the biggest Dark Souls guy. Uh, but are you interested in this game? And do you think uh, this game can still be successful uh, with the five months de- delay? I think the game still can be successful because if you have a bunch of, say, like uh, Dark Souls fans and stuff on Nintendo systems and stuff, they may just want to buy it just because of the novelty of like having that game mm-hmm. on the go and stuff. And in essence of that i am interested in seeing how well like the original dark souls does as like uh from my perspective though you're right though i have not been really the biggest like dark souls or bloodborne sort of guy i've multiply tried to play these games and like just have ended up just like putting them down not because they're too difficult but because in those type of games i want to know what i'm doing and if I mess up or something like that, I will literally put down a game for months and probably never play it again or probably not come back to it until like about a year or two later. But uh, for this game and stuff, I am kind of interested in wanting to play it only because, well, it's the first Dark Souls. I had somewhat some success in playing that on the PS3 when I did have one. But uh, honestly, I'm just sort of like just waiting and seeing at this point. I may get it if it's like, say, on sale. Okay, um, obviously I don't. I'm not a Dark Souls guy. Uh, I'm glad to see it's uh, coming out to start. You know, obviously, like much like Diablo, uh, it's a deal. It's coming out, um, and it, like well, I was with Doom Eternal, like being day and date. Uh, that that's huge for the Switch. Uh, I thought this would have been huge for the Switch. Um, to sorry, I hit my mic. Uh, but to uh, come out day and date with the other consoles. Um, getting that delay, still, you know, only four months later when we're getting, like, you know, Diablo's a five-year-old game, and we're getting other games that have been out for, like, Wolfenstein came out, like, eight months after it came out on PS4 and Xbox. Uh, so getting it, it's still only four or five months later. Still a pretty good deal. Yep. Um, getting, uh, you know, some some support. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, don't, I think it's still going to sell super well. Like, we are talking about with, like, Diablo and stuff. People support the hell out of the Switch. Uh, to a crazy extent, so I don't think it's gonna. I think I think 
it's definitely hurt the the how the game was going to do on there. Uh, but I still think it's going to sell well, especially with the uh, Amiibo, which I'm actually preordered and buying already. Which I don't know why, but I am. Uh, so that's the thing that's happening. So yeah, I don't know. It's cool. Uh, I'm happy it's happening. Finally, a release date a little, lot later than I thought. I think everybody anticipated, especially when I said summer 2018, and it's actually uh, uh, fall 2018, mm-hmm. almost winter. But uh, moving on, um, Spiral Remastered. So still kind of a Switch thing, but it's it's more all around. Uh, so it's supposed to come out September 21st because uh, it was going to be the, that month, mark the 20th anniversary. Uh, Spyro, the first Spyro coming out, yep. uh, has been delayed to November 13th. Um, and I know you are more of a Spyro guy than I I am, was, whatever. Um, I, were you interested in the first place, and where you at on this delay? I was somewhat interested in stuff like that, but I think that this is very interesting in seeing why this game was delayed to begin with. I mean, obviously there wasn't really, like, say, a lot of big-name games possibly in September. We know Spider-Man, we know, like, maybe, like, a couple other games, though, but uh, going all the way to October, no, no, going all the way to November and stuff, God, there must have been some sort of, like, hitches or something that they came across inside uh, development or something in order to do that. Or it could just be... Or it just could just be or something like that. They just wanted to move, move move away as quickly as possible from, like, Battlefield and, like, Call of Duty. I'm not sure. But yeah. uh, uh, it's kind of disappointing that it's moved back, like, uh, like moved back a few months and stuff. But at the same time, you know, it is what it is. I'm indifferent yeah. to it. Um, you know, it's always, it's it's not, it's never a bad thing for a game to get delayed, usually. Um, unless it's, like, in development hell, and that's obviously a bad thing. Um, but, you know, we're looking at September. Uh, it is pretty a packed month, actually, already. Um, you got, like, Spider-Man, Tomb Raider. Uh, what else? Was good? There's, some, there's a couple other games coming out. Yeah. But you already got two big games right there. Uh, they're coming out right before it, so it's going to... That was... They're going to kind of cover up, and these, this is a remake, and these are two brand new games. Uh, October, you got Call of Duty, Battlefield, Assassin's Creed, uh, Red Dead Redemption. Uh, yeah, October so, is packed this year. Yeah, so October is pretty packed. Um, September is got some good shit in there. Um, November is kind of a wasteland, really. You got Pokemon. That's really uh, unusual for November to be actually kind of a wasteland. Yeah, well, I think it's just because everybody wants to come out before, you know, Red Dead. Where you look at like yeah, like uh, Battlefield comes out the week before Red Dead, uh, or no, comes out two weeks before Red Dead. I think it's like the week after that is Call of Duty. So I think it's just everybody. Uh, Red Dead has really blown up the uh, the calendar for everybody this year. Oh yeah. Um, so I think that's a big part of it, uh, and it's it sucks they're not gonna hit that that date that they want to hit. But I think in the long run, it's probably a good thing. That game, that Spyro the Dragon, the remaster, like I'm sure a lot of people are excited for it. That's again, it's probably would be better off. Like Crash came out in like June last year, and I think that was yeah. a perfect release window for it. Uh, coming out there, there wasn't, you know, obviously in June, there's not a lot of stuff going on. Uh, so it kind of took over and it was one of the biggest games of the summer last year, uh, sales-wise. Um, also, from a, uh, for a lot of people personally love that, like, go, love going back to those games. So coming out in the fall, when it's already packed uh, for that kind of game, is tough already. But then when you got shit everywhere, it's probably best. I'm not saying that's the reason. 
uh, but it's probably not the worst thing that happened to it, uh, where November is a lot lighter of a month for it. It's got a couple weeks after everything, uh, everything, all the big stuff comes out, so it'll be a little, maybe a little died down by then, and then get its own uh, publicity. They always start trying to fight with everything else. Um, so yeah, moving on to our last topic. Um, I'm going to kind of fly through this one uh, quickly. Uh, but the June MPDs, finally, we're getting to those. Uh, they came out late. Uh, usually they always come out in like the, the somewhere around the 20th or so of the month of this past month. I don't know why it was delayed to like the, the like, I think the last day of July or the first day of August. But that week we were, um, uh, we were doing our, we did record two week two, two podcasts right before that. So we couldn't talk about, um, two weeks ago. And last week we had so much news, we couldn't get to it. So this week we're finally getting to it. So these are the top 20 selling games of, um, June. Uh, I'm going to start from 20 and work our way up. So 20, State of Decay 2, 19, Donkey Kong Country, Tropical Freeze, 18, Vampire, Vampire, whatever. Uh, number 17, Assassin's Creed Origin, 16, MLB 18, The Show, 15, Call of Duty World War II, uh, 14, NBA 2K18, 13, Rainbow Six Siege, uh, 12, Breath of the Wild, 11, Super Mario Odyssey, 10, Detroit Become Human, 9, Crash Bandicoot, Insane Trilogy, speaking of already, um, 8, FIFA 18, uh, 7, Luigi, uh, what, Luigi, what, I don't know if I was going with that one, 7, <laughs> Lego Incredibles, 6, Mario Kart 8, 5, Far Cry 5, Four, The Crew Two, Three, GTA Five, um, God of War Two Thousand Eighteen, Number Two, and Number One, Mario Tennis Aces. Uh, so yeah, um, a pretty all over the map kind of a month. Uh, so kind of looking at it, uh, I'm kind of shocked by some of these. Um, State of K Two game that came out late May, dropped on the twentieth. After the month of May, it was number one selling game. Uh, like I said, it came out like the 21st or 22nd of the month. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vampire game that came out in June, uh, early June, all the way at 18. Kind of sucks to see. Um, what was the other game? Oh, Detroit Become Human, game that came out uh, like the 25th of May, I want to say, uh, at number 10. Kind of a bummer to see it that far down. Uh, but to see Mario Tennis Aces at number one. Uh, came out like mid June, I want to say mid to late June. Uh, we were we were talking earlier about people support the hell out of the Switch. Uh, this is a first party exclusive, um, and it's I think it sold like one and a half million copies worldwide. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think it's uh, it's cool to see that. Uh, it's not a game I necessarily love that much. Uh, it's much like Arms was. Like I said, that was my biggest concern going into it last year. Like, ARMS was really cool for a weekend and a few days after that, yeah. maybe. And that was the same case with my, my tennis where I got it on Friday. And by Sunday, I was kind of done with it. So, um, I don't know, Gables, where, where, are you, uh, where are you at with this month? Or the month of June? Oh, well, you know, what's kind of interesting to note, it's like, well... Well, yeah, Mario Tennis Aces being number one and stuff, I wasn't really expecting, like, to be front and center in the MPD stuff. It's kind of sad not seeing, like, Breath of the Wild, though, on the actual list itself, you know? It was number 12. Oh, it was number 12? Yeah. I wasn't paying attention to that, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, oh, man, it's, it's getting late anyway. But, uh, anyway, I'm surprised seeing, like, how low State of Decay 2 is after, like, the month previous where it was, like, what, number one yep. selling? 
and stuff, and it's dropped all the way to the last little bit in the MPDs. So yeah, that exclusive went came and went too quickly. But uh, oh man, it, it's just like kind of interesting, like just seeing little bits of like the same the same games there again and again and stuff. You know, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is still there. You know, Breath of the Wild is still there and stuff. GTA 5, The Anomaly is still yeah. there and at number three because the new content for their online stuff keeps coming out but uh yeah it, it's just very interesting just to see like uh a sports game a mario themed sports game actually taking the number one spot in an mpd stuff yeah you know? yeah uh is that it's crazy to see you know it's funny like we see see a lot of the some of the the bigger games of last fall slowly falling out are like they're in like the mid teens, you know, like Assassin's Creed Origins, uh, Call of Duty World War Two, NBA Two K eighteen, being you know fourteen, sixteen, and seventeen respectively, uh, and FIFA eighteen still in the top ten, but uh, yeah, I don't know, it's just it's crazy to see some some of the games in that Crew Two came out that month as well in June, at number four, um, God of War holding on number two still. It's a fun fact, GTA Five was the highest selling game on the PSN store in the month of July. Wow. So that game's still going to probably be really high in July again. Um, I am still, I am really, I'm really curious to see where that game is going to be once uh, RDR2 comes out. Hmm. Like they're probably going to have like two games in the top 10 every month for like the next like 10 years still somehow. <laughs> um, we're going to be playing GTA 5. Uh, it'll be in the top 10 uh, MPDs in like July 2025 somehow because they're going to port it over to that too. Um, yeah, uh, another cool, uh, crazy month. Uh, I'm actually, I'm at, really embarrassed to see in July because I don't think there was anything big that came out in July. So I think it's, I want, I'm, I'm curious where that's gonna be at. But uh, I think that's we're, we went really long this week, guys. Holy shit! Oh yeah. Uh, might split this up a little bit. Um, but yeah. So thank you guys for listening. Like I said, we had a lot of shit to talk about this week. Um, but um, if you want to hear more from us, we have a Facebook page and group, Drunk Dashers Podcast. Check us out in there. Like and join us on there. I'm sorry. On Twitter at Drunk Pod. Follow us on there on iTunes at Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Uh, subscribe to us on there. There's a five-star review with a comment, please. On YouTube, Drunk Nerds Podcast. Uh, subscribe and uh, like our videos, please. Leave us a comment on there as well. And then last but not least, uh, check us out on twitch.tv slash Drunk Nerds, or Drunk, Drunk Nerds Podcast. Uh, no dash um, on there. Uh, follow us on there, please. Uh, really appreciate if you did that. Um, and once again, I was your host, I was Tyler. And I have been Colonel Gables. So until next week, everyone, I hope you have yourself a nice week. Hope you have yourself a fun time doing whatever it is that you're doing. Playing some games, watching some movies. I don't know, just shooting the shit. But most importantly of all, have yourself a nice night and enjoy a fun-full episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds podcast. And then Gables? Yeah. Too sweet. Too sweet. Bye, guys. See ya.